This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Tens of millions of American kids participate in youth sports. But has fun and games turned into big business? We'll have the story. Their parents are spending more money. They're investing more of their time. And it's just a more serious experience for kids, sometimes very young kids, seven or eight years old. Then, the days of bargain airfares and convenient travel are long gone. Affecting families in a big way. You're flying somewhere and you meet somebody in the airport and they're flying with their children and they get their seat assignments and, oh, look, you know, I'm in row 27 and my child is in row 32. Those two stories and a lot more are heading in your direction on this week's edition of InfoTrack. Stay with us. Our show will begin right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. 41 million American kids are in sports, and it used to be pretty simple. Spring was baseball, fall was football, winter was basketball and hockey. But somewhere along the line, things changed, and youth sports became a year-round big business. With a look, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Mark Hyman. He teaches in the sports management program at the George Washington University and is the author of a book called The Most Expensive Game in Town, The Rising Cost of Youth Sports and the Toll on Today's Families. Until a year or so ago, I had never heard of travel leagues for youth sports. Maybe you can explain what that is for people who haven't heard of it. You know, in my day, when I was playing youth sports, it was primarily in my neighborhood, at a neighborhood field with one of the dads coaching the team. That's no longer the rule. As many kids as not are playing in travel settings, usually more competitive teams. And the big difference is that these kids are not playing in their communities. They're typically traveling around the state. Sometimes they're traveling around the country playing. So in many ways, the stakes are higher than they are for kids playing in a rec league. Their parents are spending more money. They're investing more of their time. And it's just a more serious experience for kids, sometimes very young kids, seven or eight years old. Mark, maybe you can give us just an example of the financial commitment because it is substantial. You can spend a lot of money on your child playing youth sports. There are families who are spending in excess of $10,000 per child on a sports experience. And, you know, a lot of it depends on the sport that your child is playing and how competitively they're playing and how much it means to you and to them. For instance, ice hockey, as you can imagine, is an expensive sport because you have the additional expense of renting rink space, which you don't have in most other sports. So families who are engaged in ice hockey with their kids typically are spending $10,000 or more. I think that's quite conservative because it doesn't take into account so many of the expenses that parents incur that don't fit into any recognizable category. For instance, If your child is playing in a travel tournament, you're spending on gasoline and lunches at the pizza restaurants and hotels, and none of that is really captured in this figure. So I think the number is quite a bit higher. Obviously, parents are seeing that there are some upsides to this, because I know you're right about the downsides, but what are the benefits of participating in these travel leagues? Just to 
talk about sports generally, youth sports and the benefits that are available to kids. And there are many, and they include things like sportsmanship and developing a work ethic and being with friends and developing those relationships. And most importantly, developing a lifetime interest in being active and playing sports throughout your life. So all of those things are very positive, and we should be encouraging for our kids. And those take place in a rec league in your community, just as they would on a travel team. I think most of us, as parents, would acknowledge that we sometimes get distracted from those core values that are really valuable for our kids, and we can get focused on things that are not as healthy, necessarily. There are parents, and we know them, and sometimes we're guilty of it. We get to thinking primarily about college scholarships and the most competitive environments for our kids. We're living vicariously through our kids to some degree. And when we get focused on those goals, then I think we're vulnerable to making decisions that sometimes aren't in the best interest of our kids. From a time management standpoint, I can speak from personal experience. A couple of families in my son's Cub Scout den, even though the kids enjoy scouting, they are having a hard time from a time standpoint of participating in anything except that travel sports league. That's absolutely right. As part of the reporting in the book, I spent a weekend in a community called Round Rock, Texas, which has this Walt Disney World-like youth sports complex, just a magnificent complex. And it's become an economic development tool for this community. And each weekend, there are thousands of kids who come in to play softball or baseball or basketball or whatever. And I spent a weekend talking to some of these families, and it was really eye-opening. The tournament that was taking place when I was there was a national softball tournament. This one particular team that I spoke with, the girls had been on the road virtually the entire summer. When I spoke with the families, it was the end of July. They'd already been on the road for 11 weekends that summer. And the girls were seven and eight years old. And the parents that I spoke with were very earnest in saying, look, our girls love softball. This is a big part of their lives. And we're just helping them do the thing that they love to do the best. They really believe that. But if you take a step back, I think you can wonder about whether this is entirely about the children or whether we as parents are also getting something from this experience that, though it feels right to us, may not always be in the interest of our kids. For kids who want to, for example, play Little League Baseball in the spring, that is still possible, right? Sure. You know, one of the messages I hope is conveyed in this book is that rec sports, experiences that you have in your neighborhood, in your community, like Little League Baseball and many other leagues, these opportunities are still available to kids, and they offer kids so much that is really valuable. You know, when your child is playing on a travel team, Oftentimes, they're not playing with kids in their community. They're playing you know, with children who are coming from a much wider geographic area. But these rec programs typically are much more narrowly focused geographically. So your kids, sometimes they can walk to the games. And the kids they're playing with may be their classmates. So I think there's a lot to recommend about rec sports, particularly for younger kids. You know, In all of the reporting that I've done, I've really come to believe that until a child is 12 or 13, or maybe even in high school, the real emphasis should be on nurturing a love of the sport and being excited about playing. And the more competitive experience, 
that can really wait. When a child gets to high school, that competitive side is really going to be there. And is it necessary for a kid to be in the most competitive environment at age 9 or 10? For a lot of reasons, I think the answer is no. But on the other side of the argument, a nine-year-old who's on a travel team is certainly a lot better at that sport, in most cases, than a kid who's in a rec league. That is typically the way the argument is framed, that the more competitive the experience is for a young kid, the better they're going to be as a player. And that's true. Typically, the kids who are playing in the travel environments are the better players at a younger age. But there are significant disadvantages that I think are overlooked. One of them is the physical wellness of young kids playing sports in a travel league. In my earlier book, Until It Hurts, I write about the prevalence of overuse injuries in youth sports. It's kind of an alarming figure. 50% of all reported injuries in youth sports are the result of simple overuse. And these typically are kids who are playing one sport year-round and have been since a very early age and playing very aggressive schedules. You know, instead of playing the 15 or 20 games they might play in a rec league, they're playing 60 or 70 games in a season. Yes, these kids may be better technically. They may have better fundamental skills, but they're also so much more vulnerable to injury. And these are the kids often who, by age 14 or 15, they're either sick of the sport or they're injured and really don't have the opportunity to reach their potential as players. Mark, do you have any final words of advice for parents who are you know, mulling over, should my child participate in one of these types of activities? I think that youth sports is essential and that every child should have the opportunity, should be exposed to sports, and ideally would be playing youth sports because it's part of a healthy lifestyle. And I think if we as parents focus on that goal and the other positive goals like sportsmanship and developing a work ethic and being with friends, then almost invariably in my reporting, kids have a great experience in sports. The problems come when we get focused on, and distracted really, I think is the word, by these other goals like a college scholarship or the Olympic trials or even playing center field for the Yankees. When those become kind of the driving force for families, then we're vulnerable to making decisions that aren't always in our kids' interest. Sometimes those are economic decisions. We're buying things that really don't help our kids and certainly don't help us to be spending on things that aren't needed. So that's my advice. Make a conscious decision. Sit down and think about what do I want my child to get out of this experience. And typically parents who do that are doing their kids a great favor. Mark Hyman, the author of The Most Expensive Game in Town, The Rising Cost of Youth Sports and the Toll on Today's Families. Mark, do you have a website? I do. TheMostExpensiveGameInTown.com Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on the show. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, has Up, Up, and Away turned into You Pay and Pay? Soaring airfares and family travel hassles. Coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.